Welcome to the Artifacts Forum podcast. This is a place designed by and for creative thinkers. I am your host, Marco Hernandez, and it is my hope that in the next 30 minutes, you'll be encouraged to create on a deeper level in your respective craft. Every episode, we'll interview a different type of creative and glean from their passion and their process. So strap in and prepare to be inspired. With me today is Kyle Martin. He is a contemporary dancer and a stage performer who has traveled the world with the famous Alvin Ailey Dance Company. Kyle's creative interest spans a broad spectrum, and I'm excited to introduce him to you today. Help me welcome Kyle Martin. Thank you for having me, Marco. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. So I'm just so excited about what what's been happening with you creatively and the journey that you've taken. I've seen you grow into uh, this wonderful young man that has expressed himself primarily through dance. You know, I I think there's other outlets and we'll talk about those other outlets creatively. I just wanted to introduce Artifacts Forum audience to who Kyle Martin is. So why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are? So like Marco said, I'm Kyle, um, born and raised Montclair, New Jersey all my life, uh, decided to move to New York right after high school. So that's around 20, uh, ooh, 2015 is when I moved out to New York City and I've been here ever since. Uh, automatically knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a dancer. So I trained at the Ailey School for a while. And then luckily they offered me a position to join their second company, Ailey 2. And I recently just ended the contract with them. So that's kind of, what my journey was. So it was an amazing journey and I'm so blessed to be a part of that. So, yeah. So you, you had mentioned that your, your contract with, with was with Ailey too. Um, can you explain to the audience what the difference is between Ailey too and say the dance company that we know as Alvin Ailey? So what everyone usually knows is the first company, what we call as dancers, the first company, but what a lot of people know as it is Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater. And then the second company that I was a part of is just called Ailey 2. And the difference is just group of people. So the first company usually has 32 dancers. And then the company that I was a part of has 12 dancers. And depending on where we are, depending on where we travel kind of makes it a difference, but it's just size, you know, theater-wise people, you know, we're usually a younger group. So we range from the ages from 21 through 25 and the first company goes around 25 to like 30 mid 30s so yeah is it typical for Ailey two dancers to kind of migrate to the other troupe or the other dance company i mean does that naturally happen that usually naturally happens that's the goal for many dancers that are in you know the second company a lot of times we have to audition like normal people and we audition and hopefully we get in. It's not always that easy because the first company already has a lot of dancers. So it's very difficult to find that position that's open. It's really rare, but when they do, it's, you know, everyone fights for that position. But uh, yeah, it's usually, you know, when Mr. Early choreographed, well not choreographed, excuse me, created this whole organization, he wanted it to be a stepping stone. So he wanted it to be the second company where you kind of got your feet wet, understood what it was to be a professional dancer. And then going into the first company kind of was like dancing with the big leads, dancing with the big dogs. You know, you kind of already understand the whole, you know, thing about it. So, yeah. Having danced for Ailey 2, and you mentioned that your contract just ended, right? So are, are you gunning for the other troupe right now, for the other dance company? 
I would love to be a part of the first company I have ever since I you know, knew about Ailey. I've auditioned for them many times, but you know, like I said, the position's really, really hard to get in. So it's not always about talent. It could just truly be about timing. You know what I mean? But that's definitely a goal. That's definitely a goal of mine. And I will always, when, you know, hopefully when everything starts to open back up and we are actually allowed to be with each other, I will already be there, you know, ready to audition. So what do you do? I mean, here we are during pandemic mode, you know, um, how do you, how do you keep yourself sharp? How do you keep yourself creatively expressing yourself in this environment? Uh, are you, are you training all the time? Are you exercising all the time? Are you stretching all the time? I mean, let, let, let us know what, what that looks like for you during this time as a dancer, you know, cause your craft is one that involves movement and moving your body that that means that you need space to do that that means that you you have to find ways to include that in your environment and where you are how, how does that work for you well you know being in new york city as everyone knows there are very small apartments here so you know working out and trying to find a space to dance like you know what i do is very difficult but you always find a way you always try to you know stay fit try to find a way but honestly throughout this whole point you know i've realized throughout the last three years of me just going 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 i never really had a time to like sit back and think and process what i've been going through and what i've been doing so for the first few months of quarantine i've just really just been laying low and just kind of processing and kind of reflecting on my life and being very grateful because I didn't really think about what I was grateful for. I kind of was just going, going, going. So, you know, creatively, I've had a lot of time to just reflect on myself and think about what I really want and having time to myself and just thinking about, you know, the next steps. But truly, really, I love music. Music has always been a part of me and part of what I listen to and a everything, you know, growing up in church and growing up, just music has always been around my life. So me personally, music has always helped me, you know, ins inspire to dance, inspire to choreograph, inspire to move. So for me, listening to music, there's been so much music coming out this year. So um, just listening to music, you know, just keeping me inspired, keeping my heart racing, keeping me having energy, you know, you know, trying to figure out what to do. But, you know, like everyone else, it's been really, really hard. So you know, just finding things to, you know, that works best for you is the best, I, you know, advice I could give for that, just finding what works for you. But music has probably been my biggest, you know, thing that I've been doing, listening to, excuse me, to keep me, you know, inspired and creative. Is there a certain genre of music that, that inspires you to dance or is it kind of across the board? You know, I think being a dancer, you're immersed with so much music where it's kind of hard to pick. So I listen to everything, truly. I listen to instrumental, I listen to rock, hip hop, pop, you know, country, everything. Because everything in a way has a story that I can relate to in some great way. And that's the amazing thing about music is that it's, you can, so many people can relate to it. and. You know, I listen to all types. Um, yeah, it's, you know, I try to keep it on the positive side, but some days you, you need to be a little bit more, you know, melancholy and you need to feel your emotions. And some days, you know, you get a little aggravated. So having a little bit more of like, a, you know, angrier, you know, music it can help a lot. So yeah, all types of music always helps. So has, was it an interest in music that came before dance or dance introduced you to the kind of wide range of music? that that inspires you 
I think it definitely is that I think dance came first and then music kind of happened. I realized that music is like the foundation of dance. When you have music and you put dance to it, it kind of shifts the emotion. So you can you can think you're in like a really nice place of, oh, this seems like a happy piece. It seems like a you know joyous piece. And then you put on the music and it can completely change your perspective of how you feel or you know how the audience takes it. So honestly, dance probably definitely came first. Definitely. What keeps you creatively motivated? You know, recently it's really been just my life experiences, you know, being in New York for almost six years now, I've encountered so many people and met amazing people. And of course, not that amazing people. And it's always, you know, I always take back and reflect on it. And everyday life experiences have always been kind of the biggest thing that's kept me going or inspired me or, you know, helped me tell stories or allowed me to go into someone's work that I'm working with and allowed me to really get into that emotion because I go back and think about what I've gone through. And I know a lot of people, a lot of artists, excuse me, that I've talked to in the past where they said themselves, you know, they've been inspired by, you know, everyday life, you know, their friend's life, you know, parents, family, you know, we all have some type of testimony, some type of, you know, story that we can all tell and inspire and kind of create, you know, some type of story from that, some type of art. Those experiences take place and you're reflecting back. Does that uh, cause you or allow you to possibly think of choreographing things to those emotions, to those experiences? Have you, have you, have you done that? Is that how it works for you? Um, yes, in some degree, yes. You know, I've worked with choreographers where they want you to tap into those emotions. They tell you to think about, you know, you know, when you were in a dark place, when you're in a great place or when you, you know, um, it definitely does help for me personally. I definitely have found myself getting really caught up in my emotions and allowing it to almost take me overboard because when you're constantly told to get into a certain mindset, a certain place, it definitely has an effect on you. So learning how to kind of separate yourself from like, you know, the art to like reality is kind of difficult. But for me, I've definitely caught myself, you know, really just feeling the emotions and letting it all out at times, which has been really therapeutic and needed. What are some of your other interests that inform your creative process? And in this case, dance. Music is definitely a big one. It will always be one. Another one is photography. I love photography. Um, I always have. It's something that um, I've always loved to do. And with being photography, I've realized that modeling is something that I've always been passionate about. And I've been diving more into that. Um, so, yeah, I think just finding, I think I will always find a way to still, um, move and be in front of the camera and find a way to express through my body through you know me as a person so you know modeling you know uh photography uh and just like i said before everyday life you know it really is a powerful thing of what i've gone through and what i've overcome so i definitely use all of that to you know reflect my art off of myself and hopefully it inspires so photography, are you at the end, which end of the, of the camera are you in? Or are you doing both? <laughs> <laughs> so I would say I'm more of like a consumer. So like, I love buying photography. I love looking at photography. I love, you know, just being immersed in that. I, when I was younger, I thought I could get into the photography thing. And it's not that I didn't want to, but I realized how hard it actually is with lighting and editing and knowing the ins and outs of photography. I realized it's a lot harder than I thought. So um, it's more of a consumption. I love photography. I want to fill my whole house eventually with photography and, you know, 
Yeah. Well, so, so your, your interest is in seeing moments, catching, catching moments, which is interesting that you are looking at your own experiences as moments. So, so, so your moments of experience and also what you're seeing other people's experiences in these moments, whether, and I don't know what type of photography it is that, that inspires you. Is it, is it dance uh, photography or is it, you know, just looking at the form, the body form on, on film that's really kind of inspiring or is it just anything? It could be any, any kind of photography. Um, it really is any type of photography. I think I find beauty in a lot of photography. Um, I love black and white film. Um, I, dance photography has always been something that I've loved, but I think it's because I've done so much of it. You know, I kind of need a break from seeing it all the time. But for me personally, I love just, you know, seeing just beautiful shots. I love um, portraits. I love, um, you know, nature. I love, you know, aesthetics. So I love, you know, even like home decor when people take pictures of their homes and, you know, how they decorate and how they stage it. I love that. So, um, yeah, it kind of all depends and it all depends on how I feel, you know, but I love um, photography that makes you feel something that makes you feel good, you know. As a creative, as a dancer, um, does your work, does, how does your body respond to what goes on around you? you know, in culture? Is it responding to culture? You know, it's, you know, that's a really good question. I feel like a lot of it depends, you know, I, you know, I feel like sometimes I feel like I need to be affected by certain things. And then when I'm not affected, it's weird because I feel like, you know, it's so important. Why am I not, you know, but, you know, a lot of it just comes from personal experiences. So really, um, I don't know. I, it's in one of those moments where if I catch myself, you know, feeling or, you know, I don't, you know, that's a really, I don't really know. You know, I think it's a lot of um, kind of living in the moment and understanding what it is and trying to figure out, you know, what it is. I really don't know. You know, it's one of those moments where I don't, yeah, I, I really don't know. You know, it's one of those moments where it kind of just happens when it does. You know, I've never really thought about, about it that way. So I think I definitely need to now. So um, take some of the turmoil that's going on in the country, whether it's race relations or political, you know, situations that are going on. We all have a kind of position on that or kind of feelings about that. And oftentimes it can be very strong about you know, whatever, you know, our own experiences. And so does that, does that come out in your dance? I mean, I know you mentioned that some of your dance coaches or choreographers will ask you to tap into the anger or tap into the, the emotion, you know, of what you're expressing and to really, when, when you're able to do that, it just becomes so explosive, you know, is that, is that what you do all the time? Is that what you try to do? You know, you know, I think now that you talk about that, definitely, I mean, being a Black dancer and a male dancer in a world where, you know, for a very long time, you know, favored white people and, you know, coming from a background where dancing with the Ailey organization and Mr. Ailey himself, you know, a lot of the time when he first started choreographing, a lot of it came from, you know, his roots, you know, from slavery and from segregation. And that always, you know, amazed people I, you know people still there's a famous piece that he choreographed called revelations and people come to see it every single year and they're always stunned 
by the fact that it's so relatable. They can feel the emotion. They can feel the pain. And, you know, even white people, they're just like, you know, I feel it. I understand it like that. You know, I feel that. And culturally for me being a black person, it feels great to be seen. It feels great to have a story be told. And for me personally, you know, I think deep down, I intentionally try to always share my culture and always share what I've come from and who I am through my art, whether it is, you know, being very, you know, blunt about it or being more discreet about it. But I think overall, culturally, it will always naturally have a fact that will always tend to, you know, make sure that people see me and hear me and know where I'm coming from. Is there a performance that you can recall where you felt like, I'll never dance like that again? It was, it was like that you were in the sweet spot. You were in that zone. You were like almost touching heaven at that point, you know, just choreographically, everything was on the money. You know, can you recall that one event that, that happened for you? You know, I really can't recall just one moment because, you know, luckily I was with a company that traveled all over the world. So I had many opportunities to kind of find and hone myself and be very comfortable on stage. And I found myself a few times really getting lost and being like, that was a good performance. And a lot of the times it's usually when I let go, I'm not thinking so much. I think as dancers, we overthink so much because we're constantly told as young dancers and we're training to think about everything and know everything and be very self-aware. And even though that is very you know, helpful, it can be really harmful mentally because then you start to really overthink you start to doubt yourself and when on stage you're supposed to be free and liberated and you know let everything go and there's been a few times where I felt that and it just feels great it just feels like that when you get it's like when you get really good sleep when you come like wake up from a really good nap and you just feel really good and that's you know a feeling that I will always remember and cherish and you know I always know I did a good job when you know you feel like your you know your co-workers are like yeah that was good or you know the audience responds to you in a certain way where it's like very self-assuring and you know I definitely wish I experienced it a lot more but I definitely have experienced it and, and it's definitely happened more than once so that's always good it's not just a one-time thing what have been your greatest creative obstacles and how how have you overcome them um, there's two that come in mind. One is, uh, the fear of failure. And then the other one is, you know, the fear of rejection. You know, I'm in a, and especially right now, I'm in a space of transition and, you know, I'm finding out what I really want to do. And I think for me personally, the biggest one probably will have to be, you know, the field, yes, but it's never, it's always sometimes 50, 50 and learning how to deal with the nose and understanding that, you know, funny enough, my godmother, Karen Proctor slash, you know, mentor, she's always told me, you know, you never want anything that's not for you. So anytime you hear a no, just always be, I, I've always thought, you know what, it's just not meant for me at the moment. And even though it's easier said than done, because in the moment you're like, what, you know, like I want this and now I can't have it. So personally i've always just thought of it like you know what they always say when one door closes another one opens it really is true because um, when hearing no from certain opportunities you know other opportunities happened and i've always been grateful for that because it's like if i would have continued to kind of 
be in this weird place of darkness and being so upset all the time about hearing no, I wouldn't have been open-minded. I wouldn't have allowed other opportunities to come my way. Um, and, you know, the feel of failure, you know, fear, fear of failure has always been something that I've always had to deal with because no one wants to fail. No one has, no one wants to feel like a failure, but with, with, when it comes with life, you're going to have a lot of ups and downs. And I've noticed to um, embrace it a little bit more and accept what life gives you and accept the fact that you will fail at times and there will be a lot of no's and learning how to pick yourself back up. And um, definitely being in New York City has toughened my skin. You know, it definitely allowed me to um, have a, you know, a stronger mindset and to understand that, you know, everyone that's here is working just as hard and goes through, you know, trials and tribulations. Did the trials for you uh, make you stronger? Absolutely. I mean, and, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that every opportunity, like every situation I've gone through has made me stronger. There are moments where I felt extremely weak, you know, and I felt like, you know, this is a time where maybe I need to think about other things I want to do in my career or other things that I want to, you know, um, achieve or do. But, you know, truly it has made me stronger because it made me shift my mindset. It made me think positive. It made me work harder. It made me realize, okay, certain things are not going to come to me as easy as I thought. So now I'm going to have to really put in the work. I'm going to have to study. I'm going to have to talk to people. I'm going to have to, you know, communicate more. I'm going to have to ask for help. I'm going to have to do things that I've been uncomfortable doing. And because I over, you know, I did those things, I realized that it made me a stronger person. So of course I'm grateful for those, you know, no's, because those no's are the reason why I'm here today. I'm going to put you on the spot now. Uh, what's the next step for you? Do you know what that is? Well, you know, like I was saying with my modeling, that's something that I've always been passionate about. And um, I'm diving more into that. I'm trying to understand it more. Being that I never really had time to really focus on it, I'm having to start from round one, which is very humbling because I don't really know what I'm doing. So I'm learning, I'm learning agent about agencies, I'm learning about contracts in that realm. I'm learning how to, you know, you know, who to trust, who not to trust. I'm learning. It's really a process and it's exciting because, you know, I find myself very comfortable in front of the camera. I find myself, you know, finding fun out of it. You know, I, you know, I'm trying not to get so intimidated by it because it can be very intimidating. But modeling is something, acting is another thing that I've always wanted to do. I've always been a theatrical kid. I'm sure you probably know. I've always just been very hyper and full of life. And I've always wanted to um, find a way to like structure that and find a way to put that somewhere where it can be, you know, used in a positive light. And it definitely helped me find out, you know, how to be on stage and how to perform and how to, you know, project. So doing that in front of a camera for modeling or acting definitely would please me just as much as dance does. So... I'm excited. It's going to be a new journey, but you know, just FYI, dance will always be there. I once again want to be part of the first company, Alvinelli American Dance Theater, and other companies, of course. But you know, learning how to not put my eggs in one basket and trying to do other things and achieve other things, so that you know, you know, I feel accomplished. I feel like I haven't been, you know, I, I haven't been just sleeping on my dreams. You know what I mean? I've been trying to achieve them. What value do you place on the on creative expression? I mean, obviously, I think I know the answer to this, but I want to hear your answer. Um, I mean, such a high value, if not the highest of value. I mean, like goals, honestly. I mean, self-expression is something that is so important. And when coming to the Ailey School at, what, 15, really, when I started, um, 
self-expression and the, the, the self-awareness was something that alienate the, the teachers, instructors, whoever always built inside our, the students. Um, self-expression is something that's really important. It's how I feel like people identify themselves, how people can identify other people is through being them, their authentic selves and expressing through, you know, what, however they want, you know, especially in this day and age, I feel like so many people, especially people around my age are growing up and they're realizing that they have a voice and their voice is actually a lot louder than they thought. And people are actually willing to be heard and, you know, people willing to hear you now and that's great to feel and I feel like so many people are expressing themselves through fashion through photography through you know podcasts through so much and I think it's so important to acknowledge that because it really does help people you know it one thing that I've realized growing up is when you don't feel alone in certain situations you know that just feels great because then it makes you feel like okay I can overcome this I can do this so self-expression to me will always be the highest of the high because that's, I feel like the only way you'll be able to get whatever you have in your mind out is if you do it because no one else is going to know what you're feeling or how you want things done unless you do it yourself, you know? So definitely a high value. Definitely. What's the one thing that you would say to fellow creatives to keep them motivated? Oof. I mean, I still today still have trouble figuring that out because I think, you know, as we get older, our mind shifts and we change habits. But honestly, one thing that I've noticed and am going through since the past year is not putting your eggs in one basket, learning how to prioritize your time and learning how to um, connect. I mean, I would have to say, love what you do, study what you do, know the ins and outs of it, but also know outside problems, learn about what's going on in the world, learn about politics, learn about global warming, learn, learn about so much because the smartest people I've ever encountered have been artists, truly. And those artists don't just talk about what they do. They talk about everything. They know about so much. And I think that impacts their knowledge on their art. It impacts, you know, what they want to create. So knowledge is something that I feel like I encourage everyone to do. Learn everything. Learn as much as you can. Be a sponge. Soak it all up. And of course, I can't, you know, end this conversation without saying don't ever give up. Because, you know, you hear it all the time. And, you know, as I was younger, I was like, yeah, don't give up. But as you get older and you're faced with bigger and bigger problems, it becomes a lot easier to give up because you're like, mm, okay, I'm done with that. But realizing that giving up, knowing that, especially during these times, I've, you know, been talking to a lot of my friends that are going through hard times during this pandemic. And, you know, it's hard not to, you know, give up and it's hard not to feel like, okay, maybe this is the end for me. But, you know, I always say the people that make it out of this pandemic, especially during this time is going to, they're going to soar because this time is a time to reflect and learn and get stronger, you know, and the excuses of not being able to do what you thought you couldn't do and be able to kind of really buckle down. And we have a lot more time on our hands. So we have so much more time to, you know, really achieve our goal. So don't be afraid because once you do that, you'll feel better about yourself. You'll have a lot more confidence and no one, you know, everyone loves confidence. No one, you know, wants to deal with someone that's not confident because when you're confident, you feel good about yourself. You're sure what you have to say and people will believe you. You know what I mean? Whether they, it's right or wrong, you know what I mean? So never giving up is probably the biggest thing. And of course, knowledge, learn everything.
everything. Well, Kyle, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. This is just a wonderful conversation. I learned so much more about you. And uh, thank you for joining me. Thank you for joining us today. My hope is that the conversations you hear on this podcast inspire you in your own creative journeys. I'd love to hear your comments about what you've heard. Connect with us on social media and share your thoughts. Support us by subscribing, rating, and sharing this podcast. So until next time, stay inspired and keep creating.